Wheelie's bottomless brunch. Keep the change, you filthy animal. With Rob and the GDC. Good morning. Welcome to Queerly's Bottomless Brunch with me, Rob, and the GDC. Good morning, G. Good morning, Rob, and festive salutations to everybody. Oh, wow. We've got a Christmas cracker on the way for you this morning. All our regular features, Spin It or Bin It, is Ooh. back. At hashtag Queerly Loves. We've got new music oh. from Gwen Stefani oh. and Taylor Swift. Ooh. We're going to start, though, with a Christmas <laughs> classic. <laughs> this one from Andy Williams. <laughs> Wheelie's bottomless brunch. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Christmas time. With Rob and the GDC. Good morning, welcome to Quilly's Bottomless Brunch. I love a surprise live on air. That's brilliant. A little bit, we've gone very festive. All the production. You've been really busy this week. I've been a little bit busy, yeah. Well done, I absolutely love that. I love Home Alone anyway, it's one of my favourite Christmas movies, so I love it. There you go, there you go. Anyway, good morning everyone, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Things are getting very festive in the studio. They are. Our tree is now decorated. It Yes, it's looking a lot better than it's it did last a week. a massive improvement on last week. When it was just literally yeah. a few twigs and a bit of light. Uh, yeah, two-foot tree. Oh, you've done well. Um, and I've got a little festive candle there yes. as well. I know. It, the scent in here is amazing, if the listeners could smell it. <laughs> really, it truly is. Yeah, it's lovely. Well done. A sensory overload for Indeed. this morning. Um, how are you? How has your week been? Good. Good. Um, I've got more in the festive spirit. I put some Christmas tunes on whilst I put up my Christmas tree, although slight disaster. Um, oh Yeah, I went big this year. I was like, come on, I want this tree to take over half my flat. It surely did. I had to trim the top because it was scraping on the ceiling. <laughs> but the worst bit was I've got a Christmas stand and um, thought, oh, this will be easy on my own. Uh, yeah, the base of it was too fat for the stand. Oh. I had to jump in car get round to my mum's to get some rusty old saw and then start hacking at the base of this tree. Yeah, This yeah, is why calls to 999 go up at this time of year. For sure. She said she handed this thing to me and I was like, I'm going to look like a crazy person walking down the street with this rusty old saw. Like I'm going <laughs> to, I don't know, take out a few Texas people. Texas chainsaw. Yeah, crazy. Um, what else did I do? I also became a volunteer for a local community group. Oh, wow. That's yes. very honourable. What does that involve? Um, well, it's called the ARC. Group and they offer help to uh, disadvantaged people in the local area, whatever their needs. Um, and yeah, I'm so I'm signed up for a volunteer. I've got a, a little name badge and everything. And basically, I can go and pick up prescriptions for people or drop shopping off. Uh, people can't leave the house, you know. Just I wanted to do something. Oh wow, well, yeah. that's amazing and very festive. Well done indeed. Thank you very much. Um, You're doing well. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, week was kind of uneventful. Mm-hmm. Um, some good work stuff happening, mm-hmm. which is always nice. Um, just getting ready for Christmas, really. Yeah. Getting ready to sort of stop again. Yeah. Have <laughs> it's a become break. a feature of the year, hasn't it? <laughs> Another break. Do a little bit. Stop for a bit. Um, didn't done a bit of cooking. Put a few things in the microwave. Um, <laughs> oh, Nigella, you absolute dick. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yes. So it's all good. Um, we've got a fantastic show lined up this morning. As oh, I said, have. Spin It or Bin It is back shortly. Yes. Hashtag Queerly Loves on the way later. We'll be talking about The Prom. Yes. The new Netflix movie, mm-hmm. Netflix musical spectacular. Um, and we've got some great new music. Yes. Which we'll play some of now. This, we played it a few weeks ago. This is Steps with To The Beat Of My Heart. <laughs> Wheelie's Bottomless Brunch. Kevin! With Rob and the GDC.
Gabriella Chilmy, warm this winter on Queerly's Bottomless Brunch. Um, I'm glad you chose that song because I wanted to tell you something about Gabriella Chilmy. Okay. Um, we had a chat about scented candles on Twitter the other week. <laughs> Did you actually? Yeah. With I, actually her? Yeah. I, yeah. Like we follow each other. I, I didn't realise, but we do. I, I don't know if we cross paths at some point. But um, I was just tweeting on a Saturday night as I do often after a few wines, and I decided I wanted to get some new nice-smelling candles. Right. So I just tweeted out, anyone got any recommendations? And we had a lovely exchange about scented candles. Um, <laughs> what has she recommended for you? Oh, I can't remember. I need to find the message. Oh. Sorry, I should have looked that up, shouldn't I, before? Well, I hope she's listening. Um, good morning, Gabriella. Yeah, good morning, Gabriella. i tell you who else who's listening this morning. My neighbours, Catherine and children Ollie and Rose, are dancing around their living room, and Lynn is listening, and Lorraine is listening. They're all listening for the first time. Good morning to all of you. Well, morning to your neighbours. Let's hope we don't do anything to upset them. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's got the top of a tree poking through their floor. Uh, <laughs> well, yes, they are saying they could have offered me some help with my uh, saw disaster. With I'm the surprised tree. they're still talking to you after seeing you brandishing a rusty saw around the neighbourhood. <laughs> the crazy um, man upstairs with the saw. <laughs> Ah, well, good morning to all of them. Um, a little bit of sad news this week. Yeah. Uh, Barbara Windsor died. I know. Which was, yeah, just just very sad. She'd been suffering from Alzheimer's for a few years. Um, but lots of people sharing very fond memories of her and some, some brilliant clips being shared around on, on Twitter this week, which I've been enjoying. Um, this, this moment from EastEnders, don't even watch EastEnders, but I love this. It's one of my all-time favourites. Oh, flaming will kill you! You take back what you said, you bitch! Oh, it was the pat slap, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pat and Peggy slap it was off. So rhythmically done. Like. Oh, brilliant. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. And she'll forever be known as the woman screeching, Go on, get out of my pub. Yeah, get out of my pub. <laughs> um, another one, and this is a little bit rude. If anyone's got youngsters okay. listening, maybe cover their ears for a minute here. Um, this is a story that, that Barbara Windsor shared about her first time on the Carry On films right. and the first time she met. Kenneth Williams. Now this is this is a little bit rude, so just brace yourselves. And I'd heard that him and Fenella Fielding weren't the greatest of friends anymore. You see, anyway, the very first take on my very first day, and he'd kind of gone, "Yes, hello, you're new, aren't you?" Like that. And uh, I went to do the line, and I. What do we do now, sir? And he went, "Oh, darling, please, dear Ducky, do get it right." I looked at him. I used to be a little flash so in those days, and I built myself up to my four foot, four foot ten and a half, and I uh, said, "Don't you have a go at me with Fenella Fielding's minge around your chops?" Like that. And he went, "Oh, oh, is she lovely? Oh, I love her. Oh, Gerald, she's smashing. Where'd you find her?" And then after that, we became the best of friends. Don't know if you can keep that in. I've told it. I've told it loads of times. No wonder Fenella doesn't talk to me whenever she sees me. I love that. It made me laugh. It's still making me laugh now. I've watched, oh. I've watched that clip so many times. Anyway, uh, very sad loss to Barbara Windsor, but look at the laughs she's given us over oh, the years. so many. And the, the carry on the films. great work Rest that in she's peace. done. Bless and um, Fenella Fielding. <laughs> that was brilliant. Our best friend. Um, <laughs> some new music now. Uh, Gwen Stefani's back. Yes. We mentioned this last week. The we song did. came out on Monday. Uh, we're going to play it now. We'd be interested to hear what you think about it. If you want to tweet us at Queerly Radio. Um, this is new from Gwen Stefani. It's called Let Me Reintroduce Myself. <laughs> Wheelie's bottomless brunch. Keep the change, you filthy animal. With Rob and the GDC.
Bewitched with To You I Belong on Queerly's Bottomless Brunch. Good morning. Good morning, um, and that wasn't the song I picked. No, it wasn't, but you put Blame It on the Weatherman, which isn't a song from the Christmas period, which well, was the brief. It wasn't the brief. You said pick songs that kind of festive, and I thought, well, let's focus on some weather stuff, and oh, Blame It on the Weatherman. Well, anyway, editorial <laughs> discretion there. Um, Vetoed. Okay, before fine. that, the new one from Gwen Stefani. What did you hmm. think? Kind of forgettable. Yeah, a little bit, isn't it? I mean, it's you. It's kind of I don't know. It's it's pleasant. I think it's like a mishmash of everything that she's done before. Yeah, and maybe that's the point of let me reintroduce myself. It's like a reminder. This is what I did, and then next will come a good song. Um, <laughs> do you reckon? <laughs> maybe the hope. next title of the next song should be "Now I Do Some Good Tunes." <laughs> it's the good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got a laugh. Uh, I want to say very good morning to faithful listeners, Ants and Julie, my uncle and aunt. Oh, morning, Ants and Julie. Yeah, they're listening in Bournemouth, the Silver Rockers of Bournemouth. Good morning, Silver Rockers. If there was a show made for Silver Rockers, it's this one. Um, right, okay, time. Big time for your favourite moment of the week, G. It's time to play Spin It or Bin It. Yes! Um, okay, it's another festive edition. Mm-hmm. A slight twist this week to okay. keep things exciting. We're going to do like a blind taste test. Okay. Um, I might tell you the name of the song, okay. which will be obvious in some cases. Um, and then I'll play the clip and then we will then we'll tell you who it's by okay, okay. so right. it's a little bit different i don't want to basically i don't want to prejudice your choices based on the artist you mean yeah okay because you think i will do that because i'm not very judgmental uh yeah anyway <laughs> here's the first choice this week um it's a cover of uh merry christmas war is over Um, I should probably explain, if there's anyone new listening, this is Spin It or Bin It, where we play the GDC three new songs, festive ones in this instance, and he gets to pick one that we play in full. Yep. Um, that was your first choice. Merry Christmas, War Is Over. A cover version by... Celine Dion. Uh, <laughs> no. What? Uh, fellow Canadian, Alanis Morissette. No. Yeah. I was convinced that was Celine Dion. Really? Mind you, the vocal was a bit off at the beginning, so I could, probably could have, yeah, I could have guessed better. Mm. Shame on me. Um, that is not one of my fave Christmas songs, if I'm honest. No. So maybe I'm slightly judging it because of that, but yeah. is that, so that's recent. She's on a recent cover. Yeah, that's, that's just dropped, as the kids say. <laughs> You're so down with the kids, I love <laughs> really it. Really not. Um, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, right. Do you want another one? Yeah, right. Uh, this is called Home for Christmas. Your second choice on Spin It or Bin It, Home for Christmas, very topical for this year. Yeah. Um, who do you think that might have been by? Oh, I, I'm a bit stumped by that one. I was going to go Faith Hill, but I don't... Oh, that's very kind. Very, very kind. <laughs> who is it? <laughs> Your oh. favourite, my favourite, Amanda Holden. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm kind of glad you didn't tell me the artists, actually. This was a very good This shout. is why we're doing it blind. Yeah, very, very good. Um... Yeah, I, I'd probably end up crying in a dark room, 
listening to that mm. at some point. So, uh, Same as Amanda, probably. <laughs> mainly because it's Amanda Holt. <laughs> um, yeah, fine. Fine. It's I'm, exactly what we strive for on this feature. <laughs> spin it or bin it. We're not average. Um, we've got one left. Okay. And I think this could be the one. I really All hope right? it is. It's another cover. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's The song... Is, it's a duet. The song is Baby It's Cold Outside. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Oh, baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been. Been hoping that you'd drop So very in. nice. I'll hold your hands. They're just like my mother. Song number three on Spin It or Bin It. Baby, It's Cold Outside, a duet. Who do you think... Uh, might have been performing that. No idea. No idea? Literally no idea. Um, would you like a clue? Yes. All right. The KFC gravy. There you go. Oh, it's no, scary. I've just dropped it on the iPad again. Quick. It is get the, not. Uh, get the <laughs> it's, it's not the GC. It is the GC. Gemma the GC Collins. can sing. Gemma Collins well, can sing enough. What the hell? Who yeah. knew? Um, with Darren Day. <laughs> <laughs> God, you're scraping the barrel. Um, oh. I quite like that. I know that song's a bit controversial, isn't it? It's, it's really controversial. Slightly predatory undertones. Um, okay, so you've you've had it. Alanis Morissette, Merry Christmas War is over. Amanda Holden, <laughs> Home for Christmas. And our third choice this week, Baby It's Cold Outside, the GC, Gemma Collins and, Darren, and Darren Day. I've loaded one of those songs in anticipation of your choice. Have you? But first of all, let me know... Which of those is going straight in our tinsel bin? Amanda Holden. Amanda Holden I didn't in even the think boon. About it. Sorry, I could didn't have not even played have to think you the song, it. and I think that would have been the outcome. Oh, I just don't get it. Oh, sorry, I'm not interested. Um, okay, all right. Amanda Holden's in the bin. That leaves Alanis Morissette and Gemma Collins and Darren Day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is so random this week. Uh, yeah, I feel like this is one of those dreams. Um, right, I need to know which of those two songs, "Baby It's Cold Outside" or "Merry Christmas, Please Come Home." Are you going to spin this week? Well, I'm not going to lie, Rob. <laughs> it's been a tough week. Yes. Um, I'm not enamoured by any of these songs, to be completely honest, but I'm quite intrigued, morbidly fascinated by listening to Gemma Collins and Darren Day. <laughs> Here it is then, our winner on Spin It or Bin It this week. Baby, it's Cold Outside by Gemma Collins and Darren Day. <laughs> <laughs> our winner this morning on our festive edition of Spin It or Bin It, chosen by the GDC, <laughs> it's Gemma Collins and Darren Day with Baby It's Cold Outside. Good morning to anyone who might still be listening. Is anyone still listening? I'm never going to live it not. down that I've picked a he Gemma chose, Collins song. actively chose that song. I know, and I've always wondered if Gemma Collins could sing, and I think the answer definitely is barely. God, that was like bad karaoke at Butlins. It was horrendous, and all I wanted from that song, all I wanted to hear the whole way through is... Darren, Darren, let's wrap up. It's dead cold outside. <laughs> she did say she was claustrophobic at the end. Oh, but come on. She's putting on a posh voice all the way through. I was like, what are you doing? Oh my God, it's so random. Sorry, everybody. I don't feel festive anymore. Can I just say that? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Don't you have a go at me with Fenella Fielding's minge around your chops? <laughs> don't you have a go at me? <laughs> um, good. All right. Oh. Well, yes. Well, that was... Sorry about that, everyone. Oh, Lord. Well, that was something, wasn't it? Good morning to Aunt Val in Cheam. Oh, morning, Val. Yeah, morning. She wants to wish Sarah a very happy birthday. Happy birthday, Sarah. And she's currently having an FEB. What's that, Rob? What is that? What's an FEB? Can you have a guess? Uh, Fairly enjoyable birthday. Nope. That's it. That's all I've got. 
Full English breakfast. A full English breakfast. Of course it is. It's not what they're called around here. They're called bottomless brunches. Oh, so um, terribly sorry. sorry. But maybe we can rebrand in the new year. You're Queerly's FEB. <laughs> she, I bet she's trademarked that. Val will be um, on the phone soon. Yeah, well. All right, speaking of food. Yes. Uh, we snuck this one in earlier. But um, <laughs> did you did you see Nigella's Eat, Cook, Repeat this week? No. <laughs> she's set the world alight with this one. But I still need a bit of milk, full fat, which I've warmed in the microwave. The microwave. Oh. Um, she can't be serious. No, she's not. She's not. And this is the thing. She's <sighs> Nigella. She does this. It's kind of just a flourish, isn't it? She's a bit eccentric. Um, obviously, she doesn't think it's called a micro ave, although I think it should be from now on. Um, it's a lot of fun. It makes me laugh. I enjoy it. I enjoy her indulgence. Um, but then the joke sort of eats itself on Twitter. And then people write think pieces about the fact that she, they think that she says microwave like that for real. Oh, people. Um, so people. Nigella got a little bit fed up. And said that just stop talking about it. Obviously, obviously, I don't think it's called the micro wave. Um, <laughs> but she did share a, quite a funny mock up of an IKEA advert of a like partnership between Nigella and IKEA where they had renamed something warmer the micro wave, um, which was very good. You know what? She does the right thing in marketing, doesn't she? She gets people talking about her show. When I heard that she did a whole th- segment about buttering toast. I was like, oh, oh, please, really, this is, this is just pure <laughs> marketing ploy to get people talking about it. But it works. It works. It works. And, and I saw the clip of her choosing pasta based on mood, um, <laughs> which I do. I, I didn't realise I did it, but I do do it. There's like lazy pasta. There's like complex pasta. What? Cheap pasta. This Frown- is all I deserve, pasta. Frowning pasta. <laughs> Splashing out pasta. <laughs> Who knew? Um, yeah. Who who knew? Anyway, Can we get more festive again, please? We're going to get very festive now um, with some big Christmas news. This is like the top Christmas story of all time, I think. Oh, uh, absolutely. And I already sent this to you in a WhatsApp earlier this week. This has made my Christmas already. Thanks very much. Uh, you and a lot of other people, actually. Uh, Mariah Carey. Yes. Uh, her Christmas smash, All I Want for Christmas has never previously got to number one. Not in this country, no. Um, it reach, it gets back in the chart now every year because of downloads. Yep. It's never quite got to the top spot until now, 26 years after its release. Mariah Carey is at number one in the UK with All I Want for Christmas. Uh, this song is so epic. Like, she's a, I love her songwriting anyway, but what a genius. Because everyone wants to write a Christmas hit, don't they? Everyone. Yeah. She, she could live off this song for the rest of her days. But to never, it didn't get to number one. You know who beat it to number one? Yes, I do. East 15. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I thought we'd let that go from never, last week. Never, ever. East, East 17 was Stay Another Day, uh, beat her to number one, and she never did it. 26 years it's taken. Um, I'll tell you one thing about that. Go it makes on. us all look quite stupid, doesn't it? In On reflection, <laughs> that we made East 17 number one over Mariah Carey. Uh, completely, because this song is... I mean, I, I know a lot of people get really sick of it because it is wheeled out endlessly. Yeah, but it's it? it's one of few Christmas songs that I don't have to turn off really? when it comes on. Yeah. I could listen I to can, it all I, day, every day. I, we're we're going to do just that now. Yes! A big congratulations. Oh, one more thing. Because it's because Christmas Day falls on a Friday, doesn't it? And the charts now come out on a Friday. She is going to have to hang on for another two weeks to have the Christmas number one. Oh. So if you love Mariah Carey and you love this song, you need to get streaming it now and for the next two weeks. Wow. Um, otherwise... Although she's got the number one, she might not get the Christmas number one. Right. And it'll be a stupid man singing about a sausage roll or something. <laughs> Please no. Um, anyway, here it is in all its splendour. Yes. Mariah Carey with All I Want for Christmas. 
Wheelie's bottomless brunch. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Christmas time. With Rob and the GDC. Little Mix and Nathan Dore. No time for tears. That's new on Queerly's Bottomless Brunch. Uh, can I please check the spelling of tears? Um, is T E A R S. Oh, good, because I got really cross for a second that they stole my idea when I <laughs> when I was shedding tears for tears. No time for tears. No time for no tears. No time for tears. A lot of people have no time for tears this year. No. Um, but no, that is actually the traditional spelling, as in water from face. Um, before that, Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is you and the number one song in the UK, finally, after 26 years. Yes. Uh, is it the best Christmas song ever? Would you like to hear it again next week? Well, you can. Our Christmas special takes place next Sunday from 10am. Mm. Um, and we want your requests. Let us know what Christmas song you would like to hear. You can get in touch on Twitter at Queerly Radio or on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Queerly Radio. You can also record us a message. Yes. Uh, this is very exciting and we'd love it if you did it, especially our regular listeners. Um, it'd be great to get you on the show. What you need to do, get on your phone, open the browser and you type in hello, H-E-L-L-O, dot queerlyradio.com and then it will take over from there and tell you what to do but basically you just record us a little like a like you're doing a voicemail you say hi rob in the gdc it is for example ants in bournemouth um i'd like to hear shaking stevens please um and then you can just like, put some compliments in about the show and stuff and how great <laughs> it's been listening all year and then we might Play, like, play that and play your record next week. I love that you've just given the whole formula. It's really simple, everybody. Just tell us we're great and yeah. tell us the songs yeah. that we want to so hear. Hello, compliments. That's it. Hello, who you are, compliments, and the song you'd like to hear. And go to hello.queerlyradio.com to record that. I assume we'll now just get abusive messages. <laughs> no, please don't send us abuse. Um, we've got uh, another few questions for you, Rob, today. We, as in me. Just who are me. You? The Queen. <laughs> Um, the royal one me. has got some questions. <laughs> one has. One has got some questions, Charles. So we, we did this last <laughs> <Andrew>. week. Sorry. <laughs> You're off on one, royal. Yes. Um, yeah, we did this last week. I asked you some festive questions. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, good. We're doing it again. Yeah, we're doing it again. Oh, good. All right, so the first one I'm going to ask you, which might be quite hard, because I've, I've spent ages doing this, but uh, I want to know what your favourite Christmas film is. Ever. Oh, Oh, well. Yes. It is a difficult question. Um, I do like Home Alone, mm-hmm. um, but, and this might not count as a Christmas film, so I'm worried we're going to get into some controversy here, but Moulin Rouge, does that count as a Christmas film? No. Sorry. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. And also um, it doesn't classify as a film either. It's bloody awful. Right. Okay. That's a conversation <laughs> for another day. Yeah, it is. Um, but then also I watched another f- film that I think is sort of becoming a Christmas classic yesterday, which I'm going to talk about in Queerly Loves. Um, so my answer is very vague And for the sake of ease I'm going to say Home Alone Even though it's probably not true Fine I'm taking it I'm rolling with it Thanks very much Next question uh, Do you write a list of presents That you would like each year Or do you like surprises? Uh, right Well this This is quite a thing And Luke always laughs about this But in my family The Christmas list is compulsory We don't seem to be able to function Without detailed lists mm-hmm. And then people get quite stressed If you don't provide a list Right And then already this morning A flurry of messages To confirm Which things from the list I have got So that we don't double buy a present Because right. heaven forbid That would be The end of the world On Christmas <laughs> Day Quick, might as well Throw the turkey in the bin We've both bought some On the same book <laughs> How can he possibly Wear all those socks <laughs> 
he's only got two feet. Um, so yes, the Christmas list is a, a firm feature of my Christmas, whether I like it or not. Who were you channeling just then? I really enjoyed it. I've never seen you that angry. I don't know. I'm not angry. Just fine. I'm fine. Um, I enjoy this question like that. It's cheaper than counselling. You, <laughs> you're getting it all out. It's great. Um, are you a fancy wrapping kind of person? Like, do you go all out with bows and ribbons and different papers for for yeah. different people and labels, mm. or do you like just no, put it together? No, I'm quite into the the wrapping. I like it all to look nice. It's got to be uniform. So all the presents have a colour scheme, ribbons. Mm. This is an influence that Luke has put into my life. But I was quite into wrapping before that. Mm. So we're combined forces. Oh, I like it. it gets quite organised. It might not be quite so organised this year for various reasons. Right. Okay. Like it. Very nice. Just to manage expectations if anyone's listening. <laughs> <laughs> what, is that my present? No, no, no. You can't no. wrap a car. Don't worry about it. Just stick a bow on the top of it. It's fine. And that reminds me of a, a question I need to ask you, but we'll save that for later. Carry on, please. Okay. Christmas Day lunch. Are you always a turkey eater or would you have anything else? Um, I, I think people get a bit funny about this. We don't have turkey. It's not very tasty. We don't have turkey. Um, but I think turkey is part of Christmas. Let's have a turkey, please. Yes. Um, crucially, though, pigs in blankets needs to be the accompaniment. Absolutely agree. For the flavour. Yeah, no question. <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, I could just eat a plate of them, to be honest. Not very healthy, but hey-ho. And lastly, are you a Christmas pudding, a Christmas cake or both person? I don't like either. So quite often we'll have a roulade, which is a nice substitute. A roulade? Yeah. What makes up a roulade? It's a, as far as I know, it's a rolled sponge with a creamy filling. Oh. Usually drenched in alcohol. Brilliant. Um, so that's what we have. Don't, I, as you know from last week's granola <laughs> taste test, I'm not a big fan of dried fruit in amongst things. So has it been vetoed in the family because of you or does no, no, like no, no one's really a fan. My dad may be at a push, but, ah. but yeah, generally not, not part of the, the family Christmas. Okay. Good. Well, thank you. Festive I'm questions done I feel for like this you all week. know me a lot better. That was quite a lot of information divulged, right? Um, we've got three big festive songs on the way for you now and then more Christmassy stuff coming up. We're going to start with this I really like this this is like a new kind of Mariah almost Mariah level Christmas song isn't it song. Uh, from a few years ago but new and compared to Mariah mm-hmm. it's Kelly Clarkson with Underneath the Tree Queerly's Bottomless Brunch Kevin! with Rob and the GDC Darlene, love, all alone on Christmas on Queerly's Bottomless Brunch. Good morning and Merry Christmas to you. Yes, Merry Christmas. Uh, I'd like to say a good morning to Jess in Brighton, who's having chicken dippers for breakfast. <laughs> the breakfast of champions. You're classy. Um, we'll check it. I'll call you, I'll call you later. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Producer Luke has been in touch. As he, I wondered where he'd gone. Yeah, <laughs> Well, you, you might know he's away working, isn't he? And uh, deprived us of Greg's this morning. No, Greg. I've had to make the coffee. I know. Um, it's not as good as yours, Luke. Um, but he has asked us if we've opened up the Baileys at Queerly well, HQ. We've, we've had to for calories. How do you think this show stays on air? We're wasting away. <laughs> um, um, speaking of very festive things, yes. uh, the Queen's speech was broadcast early this year. I don't know oh, if you knew this. Um, it was broadcast during the last leg on Channel 4 on Friday night. Right. When Queen Lorraine Kelly uh, stepped in to host 
because Adam Hills is quarantining in Australia. Anyway, um, she, <laughs> she delivered a speech which has really pleased people a great deal. Um, no idea who she's talking about here. There is some rude words which I've attempted to cover up. Uh, have a listen. So after a year of lockdowns, tears and self-isolating, let's do whatever we can to make sure one day we can all come together. Whether it's social distancing, wearing masks, shielding, or flying to the other side of the world to spend two weeks in a five-star hotel with 24-hour room service and stunning views, wh**ing yourself stupid. <laughs> Let's do it together. So, to all of us who sacrificed so much this year, I wish you a very Merry Christmas and a prosperous 2021. Yay. Unless, of course, you are a celebrity who broke the rules of lockdown. In that case, you can go f*** yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it works because it's Lorraine Kelly doing it. I know, which, which takes you by surprise. I know, I love it. Um, well done, her. Well uh, done, Lorraine. <laughs> I can't think who she's talking about. No, I can't either. But oh, shame on you, celebrities. Well, yes, we're not going to get mean, into that. No, I can't be bothered because they're not the only ones doing it. But they should know better. They should, and um, they don't. All right, let's, let's regain our festive composure. Indeed, because I want to talk some festive food products that have launched. Oh, I love festive food. Oh, it happens every year, doesn't it? Yeah. So the supermarket yeah. marketing departments get together and go, oh, what can we do this year? Frankenstein's monster of Christmas food. <laughs> Awful. So apparently the big, big purchase of the year, which all the supermarkets are doing, is salted caramel mince pies. Right, well, we discovered on last week's show, <laughs> sensationally, that I've never eaten a mince pie. Yes. So it's hard for me to comprehend what a salted caramel mince pie would taste like. Yeah. My question is, why does everything have to be salted caramelised? Yeah, that's a very good question. They have done the right... I've got to say, salted caramel ice cream is phenomenal. Mm. Um, but why does everything have to be salted well, caramel? I think maybe thing? because it's so nice. Maybe. Have you I... had the salted caramel Lindor? No. Which, oh, is All that right. good? Christmas present idea. Lodged. Brilliant. Love it. Um, yeah, I can't picture this. A salted caramel with a mince pie. I'm just not there. So I'm, 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 mind you, I might buy a box this week so we can <laughs> taste it. Well, I can taste it next week and yeah. you can watch. All right. Good. Anything else? Yeah. White mould wine. Um, okay. Just doing the, the calculations in my head. White wine, mould white wine. Yeah. Yeah. It's warm white wine. Mm. That's going to taste like we. <laughs> isn't it <laughs> I just can't picture it white wine with with the cinnamon and the orange and the, mm. the nutmeg and cloves and... maybe if you live in like a hot country <sighs> you could have it cold with the spices in mm. that would be quite nice maybe maybe but I'm, no, I'm not sure about that no, no I'm not sure about right. that next I'm clutching one. at straws next one please next one um, <laughs> Sainsbury's are doing a pigs in blanket mayonnaise right okay Mm. How do you feel about this? Well, my question is, when is that to be deployed? Because you're not going to have it on your Christmas dinner. You don't need it. True. So it, where's that going? What are we doing with that Cold mayonnaise? turkey sandwich. Oh. But that's quite fit. I'm going to buy that. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it's good with chips. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you ever had, like, baconaise? The ba- bacon yeah, yeah. Mayonnaise? I've had that in a, in a pub. Mm. Mm. Yeah. In a classy pub. <laughs> I didn't say the name for very good reason. Did you go down Spoon's? Mm, possibly excellent possibly uh and this last one beggars belief i can't i can't even get my head around this <laughs> brussels sprouts ketchup oof i like a brussels sprout yeah me too um i know that some people like douse them in ketchup just to get them down them 
Really? Yeah. Who does that? I don't know. Um, but <laughs> No one I know. But I don't really know what demand there would be for this concoction. What would you put that on? I, don't, I really don't know. I can't get... Honestly... Turkey sandwich again. <laughs> turkey sandwich. The only option. I find it fascinating that every year these things happen. Anyway, now I'm thinking next week, I might have to get a collection of all the new sort of festive foods that have launched. We could have a little a buffet. Uh, we our own, the show. Our own Christmas party for two. Bottomless buffet. Yeah. Um, Luke will be back, so I'm sure he'll want in on that. Oh, I'm sure he will. Action. Um, one thing that gets me about all these Christmas creations that make their way in the supermarket mm-hmm. is that you go in there in mid-October and it's, their stuff is piled up. It's like falling on you. And I got Christmas pigs in blankets crisps okay. from Tesco, Tesco Finest. Yep. They were amazing. Really did taste like the real deal. Try and buy those now in the actual Christmas time, run up to Christmas. All out. No, you've got to eat that stuff in October. Gosh. I'm going to have an Easter egg at the rate things are going. <laughs> yeah, probably. Are they out? Yeah, they probably are. <laughs> oh, don't, oh, don't start. No, let's Don't not. start that. Um, right, so we are doing a Christmas special show complete with Buffet next week. Um, we want to hear what Christmas songs you would like to hear on it. You can get in touch with us on Twitter at Queerly Radio with your Christmas requests also on facebook facebook.com forward slash queerly radio or and this is the big news you can record us a message to Ooh. play on air with your request Love it. you just need to go on your phone open the browser and go to hello.queerlyradio.com that's hello.queerlyradio.com and it will take it from there and tell you what to do you just record us a message say hello tell us who you are give us some compliments and ask for a song right we've been through it okay uh this is a song that didn't do very well in the charts but it's one of my favorites from this year i think you like it too it's by dagny mm. this called somebody Queerly's bottomless brunch keep the change you filthy animal with Rob and the GDC Alcazar the world we live in on Queerly's bottomless brunch good morning and a big good morning to Kirsty and Horsham following on from our chat about festive foods Mm -hmm. uh, she's got a tip for us roast potato crisps from the co-op Right. Uh, isn't that just crisps? Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I might have to do some research on that. Go and get some. That, um, I'm I'm sort of, yeah, I'm a bit... Yeah. I don't know what to make of that. How well, do you make them more roasted flavours? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Kirsty, can we have more information, yeah, please? Yeah, more information, please. Um, Got to say a very good morning to loyal listener Lou in Sutton. Bless her. She tested uh, positive for COVID this week. Oh, Lou. Sending you love, Lou. She's self-isolating at home and she wants to say a very good morning and thank you to her lovely elves, her daughters Lydia and Ella, who are busy making Christmas puddings and putting up the Christmas tree. Oh, well, I hope you feel better soon, Lou. That is not good. Sending lots of love. Um, Right, it's time for Hashtag Queerly Loves. Yeah. Uh, Our weekly feature where we give you our recommendations of things to watch, read or listen to. Um, And you can get a roundup of them in our weekly email, which you can sign up for at queerlyradio.com. I'm going first this week. Yes. And I've made absolutely no notes. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) I haven't done my homework. Going to blag it. Um, But I know what I'm going to talk about. Um, So we're talking about Christmas films. You quizzed me on them. And I said I watched one yesterday, which for me is a new Christmas classic. So I don't know if you've seen this. It's a film called Carol. It's a few years old. It stars Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara. Okay. Um, And it's a love story, really. Uh, Set in the 1950s in New York. Uh, Rooney Mara. Her, her name is Therese in the film. Okay. And Kate Blanchett is Carol. And they meet in a department store where Therese works and it all kind of goes from there. Oh. Um, Carol's a very wealthy woman in a marriage which is ending. She has a young daughter. 
um, and they sort of spend time together over Christmas and fall in love. And at the same time, Carol's husband is threatening to take away her child. Um, so it all kind of goes from there. But at its core, it's a love story and it's quite pleasant and quite festive. So it's not too dark? or, or No, no, not, not really. Depressing. Um, no. It has moments of sadness, um, partly just because of the situation and the time it's set in. Got it. Um, and this sort of question of, of being a lesbian being a moral issue, which is obviously ridiculous. Um, but that's good. That's on Amazon Prime if you want to stream that this afternoon. Highly recommended. Really enjoyed it. Wish I'd watched it sooner. Oh, lovely. Um, I'm going to do a book next. Okay. Um, so I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Um, it's called Shuggy Bane, and it won the Booker Prize, because mm-hmm. that's just how highbrow I am now. <laughs> um, it's by Douglas Stewart. Now, you said, was Carol dark and depressing? Mm-hmm. No, this book... Is a is heavy going. Okay. Um, it tells the story of Shuggy Bane, uh, a boy, young boy, growing up in Glasgow, sort of during the Thatcher era of the eighties. Minds are closing, horrible, bleak time. Um, and his mother is an alcoholic, and it's kind of all about his attempt to try and save his mum. But he's sort of like a queer kid, doesn't really understand the fact he's attracted to boys, and he's dealing with all this in the background in a place where that's just not an option. Um, hugely dysfunctional family, uh, abusive, absent father. Like, it's heavy going, mm-hmm. really, really serious stuff in this. But overall, really, really good book, really great story and great characters. And there are moments of pure joy as kind of Shuggy has these moments where he is, is free briefly and, and discovers himself and understands himself. Um, yeah, so if you're looking for a book to really get stuck into, probably something for the new year. Mm-hmm. It's not full of Christmas cheer, but it is very good. So that's Shuggy Bane by Douglas Stewart, winner of the Booker Prize. Lovely. Points to me. Thanks um, for that. Okay, and finally from yes. me, well, two more things. One of them's a song. Um, another film. Uh, this is a big release. A lot of talk about this this week. The Prom. Yes. Um, on Netflix. Yes. Another lesbian love story. It's mm-hmm. been lesbian week for me on hashtag Quiddy Loves. <laughs> um, so this is, this is a very starry cast. Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman... And James Corden. Um, and there's been a lot of talk about that. We're going to have a discussion in a bit because I know that you've, you've seen this too. I yep. will say that overall, if you want a colourful, fun, quite festive Sunday afternoon movie, it's, it's good. I enjoyed it. I had fun watching it. There are some issues. Um, but generally it's good. So what happens is there's a school in Indiana and... Uh, a girl at the school wants to take her girlfriend to the prom. Yep. Um, and so they're not allowed to say, you can't come with someone of the same sex to the prom. So what they do is they just cancel the prom altogether. Right. So there is no prom. And mm-hmm. then this girl is blamed for that. Um, as a group of sort of failing Broadway actors find out about this story. And in order to kind of raise their profile and do good, they head to Indiana to try and help her. So that's kind of where it starts off, and it goes from there. Look, I thought it was fun, very watchable, big, sparkly, colourful film. We'll talk about it more in a bit. We will. Shall we? Yes, Your face, we will. 
suggests things. Um, <laughs> okay, now. All right. This is now time for my record of the week. You've had your choice in Spin It or Bin It. You picked Gemma Collins. Um, this, right. I hope, will go down a little bit better. This is my record of the week. It's from Troy Sivan and Casey Musgraves. This is easy. Troy Savan, Casey Musgraves and Mark Ronson with Easy, my record of the week on hashtag Queerly Loves. I enjoyed that very much. I really like that. It's I think great. it's a great song. Thank you for that. Uh, right. The GDC, time for your choices. I'm up. So I've got two podcasts I want to talk about. You're loving your podcasts at the moment. I'm rattling through them. I think part of my new hour-long walk every morning is, is having something to listen to. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to mix it up. Um, so I want to start by talking about uh, a podcast that actually launched in 2018, which is called Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard. So Dak Shepard is an uh, actor from Parenthood, Parks and Recreation. He's also married to actress Kristen Bell. All right. Of Frozen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now the episodes are long. It's up to two hour per episode. Whoa. Which is quite epic for a podcast. Whoa. I know. So I'm slightly struggling with the sort of break in the middle and trying to pick it up later on. What I love about this, I talked previously about a podcast called How to Fail by um, yes. Elizabeth Day, um, talking about the struggles people have gone through that's made them successful, made them stronger and strive to do better things. And he's kind of doing something similar here because he he's totally very open about the fact that he was a serious alcoholic, he abused substances, bit of a wild boy, had a really tough upbringing, does not shy away from any of that. And so what I love is it's so candid and non-Hollywood. And his first guest is his wife, Kristen Bell. <laughs> and he starts the first, this is, so I've gone right back to the beginning, first episode. And he starts it by saying, so look, everyone, uh, I brought wife Kristen into the studio. We've been bickering for 11 minutes and we nearly didn't record this, but he said, we did record it. And the first half of this podcast, you can kind of tell we're snipping at each <laughs> it's other. Tense. It is tense. But you know, I love them like because they're very vocal as a couple about saying, you know what, marriage and love is hard. Relationships are difficult. It's we bicker, we fight, we have counselling, we disagree all the time. But they're very open and talk about this. And what I love is they talk about all of this kind of stuff. They talk about, well, how many partners did you have at university? Were you promiscuous? Did you do oh. drugs? Do you drink? What did your parents think about your choices of going into acting or college? And it's so just... Candid, you feel like you're sitting in a room just listening to a couple talk yeah, to each other. Is that an overshare? I don't know if we do we need to know all of that. Possibly, but they always bring it round to talking about shared experiences and what it's taught them and what what it how they relate it to other relationships like with family and friends. He goes on to interview Ashton Kutcher, Hillary Clinton, Oof. Bon Jovi, Bill Gates. His lineup is extraordinary. Um, he's quite a character. He's quite a forceful character. And I think some people might find that difficult to listen to. Yeah. Because he kind of likes to talk over people and he, mm-hmm. he gets very animated. But anyway, I, I'm fascinated because I love people. I love listening to people talk. I love listening to people sharing experiences and what it's taught them. So highly recommend that. Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. Good. And my uh, other podcast I want to talk about is called Smartless. Smartless. Now, this came out of lockdown this year, mm-hmm. as did Queerly Radio. Yeah. Uh, this is a, there's a trio of hosts on this. Jason Bateman, uh, actor from Ozark, yes. uh, Arrested Development and Horrible Bosses. Sean Hayes, Jack from Will and Grace. And Will Arnett, who is in uh, 30 He's the, the Lego movie guy. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, Bojack Horseman. He's done loads of voiceovers for like The Simpsons, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So it's the three of them who've been friends for the longest time. And they come on it saying, we're three morons who think we're kind of funny. 
but each week one of us is going to have a mystery guest and not tell the other two who's on the show. So they literally say, All right. I'm introducing to the show this week, X, and they're 45-minute episodes, and they're... They're hilarious laugh out loud. Like I can't I can't actually listen to this in public too much because I've been literally crying with laughter. These guys are hilarious and they're good friends. First episode, Dak Shepherd was their guest because oh, they know Dak Shepherd. Which led me into the other podcast. Yeah. But they also interview Melissa McCarthy, uh, Kamala Harris, Will Ferrell, and Neil deGrasse Tyson, an astrophysicist. It's really random guest. Yes, I know him. He's right. a clever guy. Very clever, clever guy. But so they they literally get these people on and they ask them burning questions. Like they say, oh, I've known you for a while or I've known of your work for a while, but tell me like, how did you discover this? Or what led you to that? And they sort of each chip in this witty quips along the way. It's laugh out loud, funny and a brilliant listen. So that's smartless. Can't recommend it highly enough. Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes and Will Arnett. Um, I've got a podcast recommendation. Okay. Yeah. It's called uh, Brunchcast, and it has these two guys on it. One's called Rob. The other's called the GDC. Um, and they basically chat. And have mm-hmm. a laugh mm-hmm. uh, on a Sunday morning. Yeah. And then you can just get it from like Apple or Google or Spotify or anywhere. Oh, wow. But yeah, it's absolutely free. It's called Brunchcast. I bet it's really uh, interesting. It's really good. And um, funny. Occasionally. <laughs> they try. They try hard. So, and usually because we do like three recommendations each. My third one on your say-so, because you said, I want you to watch this because we need to talk about it, is I watched or started watching the prom the prom right so you say started watching did yes. you turn it off uh no i i haven't been particularly well this week and so i did fall asleep after an hour into it okay because i've been a bit groggy and not feeling myself but i did want to watch it so that we could talk about it today yeah so uh, it's been widely discussed this film huge um yeah. and as i said in my quilly loves section i thought it was good thought it was good i was happy with it i enjoyed it mm-hmm. the big talking point has been over the casting of james corden um, as a gay character in the film. Yeah. Um, which some people are very upset with. Um, they have this this argument that gay characters should be played by gay actors. Yes. And particularly with that role, which is about uh, someone who is estranged from their parents as a result of their sexuality, dealing with that, and then, no spoilers, but that story plays out. Um, it is a sensitive issue which would kind of ring home with a, a lot of gay people. So... It's not just playing a character. There are elements to it that are serious. Um, I think my view of the, of the situation is that I don't necessarily think you need to be gay to play a gay character. That is acting, isn't it? You, you inhabit someone else's being and body and play to your strengths, of course, like play the roles that work best for you. Um, but I don't think we need to have a hard rule on you can't play this role if you're not gay. Was James Corden the best person to play that part? Absolutely not. It's it's not an uh, impressive performance. People have criticised the sort of way in which he plays gay, which is to say things like, I'm gayer than a bucket of wigs and flap his wrists around. Again, that's a complicated discussion because that's possibly how that character should be played. And it may have been played at that on Broadway when this was on stage. Um, and... Some people have an issue with that, and that might be an internalised thing that they're dealing with. But overall, I don't, I don't think his performance is particularly good. Yeah, interesting. I'm, I'm going to touch briefly on what you said about uh, the sort of casting of people, because I think, and this can imply in different ways, but when you've got, I guess, a mi- minority group uh, and gay people feeling that they should be given the first option to play gay characters. They are everywhere, though. Uh, <laughs> 
all right. <laughs> um, but equally, I've heard this said about um, upper middle class actors and actresses playing uh, a sort of a, a lower working class parts, and they said, "Well, wh- why are you do- why are you letting them do this? There's plenty of of uh, working class actors that could play working class." And so, I guess the question is: Should those people automatically get first dibs on these kind of roles because of their backgrounds or who they are? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm jury out on it, but it's, there's been a lot in the media in the last few weeks about actors saying, should I have the right as a straight man to play a gay character and vice versa? I know Viggo Mortensen's talked about it recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Luke it's Evans also... has talked about it recently. People making assumptions about a, a, an actor that may not be true. I mean, Viggo Mortensen says, I'm, I'm not completely straight. So, you know... He said, yeah, up yours, he, he did, he did. He said, it's none of your effing um, business what my sexuality is. And who are you to say that I can't play a gay character because you don't know my full background. Yeah. So good for him for saying that. I don't want to dwell on this too much because ultimately I think you're right. The best actor should play the role. Um, I have a slight issue with James Corden anyway, and I wanted to come into this open-minded. So I'm just going to get my negative comment out of the way, which is I, I just think he's smart enough to know how to interpret a character and make it his own. And I think to come in with this sort of slightly sibilant S speaking, flappy hands, oh, look at me, look at me, I'm so gay, is a very broad stereotype and really obvious. And I think he's more intelligent than that and should have done a better job. That being said, I do wonder if some of the comments that have come out are people just saying, oh, James Corden, White, Because he, he has rubbed a lot of people up the wrong way because he's known to be quite a difficult person and very arrogant and not particularly likable. Um, is th- that the issue? I think that, you know, I get a bit frustrated that we can't just have anything anymore without it being deconstructed in a million think pieces. And actually, Agreed. ultimately, the problem is just a fun, feel-good film, which actually is great in terms of representation of lesbians yep. and other queer people. Um, so I have two thoughts as a final thing on this, because we can talk about it for another half an hour there'll be nothing left of the show and it's not that festive um but (laughs) the first one is casting is not as straightforward as a lot of people outside of the industry think so you're gonna have a situation where you've got Meryl Streep Meryl Streep is playing in a role that is very much connected to James Corden's character they're playing opposite each other they want her to take that part they've got to tell her that the person she's playing opposite is a is a big name I reckon for her to do it like she doesn't want she doesn't want to have to understand an unknown or she doesn't want to have to adapt to that. Um, but equally, they don't want someone to outshine her. And it is a role that if you've got someone in there who did a sort of Oscar-worthy performance of that character, it might upstage Meryl. So that's, there's, there's you know, politics around that, which I think is difficult to overcome. Um, and as a final thing, and I tweeted this in the week, no one responded, so I don't know how profound it is. But um, <laughs> if I was a queer teenager living in middle america with homophobic parents and i watched that film and i saw the 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 funny guy that they watch on late night tv playing that character that could be quite a powerful thing i think it's easier for us media lovies to go on twitter and and put these opinions out in the context that we exist in um but that's not really the mass audience and the mass audience is those teenagers that are in the similar situation to those kids in the film and if the the guy that their parents like is playing that role, that's that's powerful to them. That's that's probably a sort of hopeful vision. I really like that. I really like that you've said that. And I think ultimately what we should focus on as well is the prom is a really fun, uplifting, 
great musical spectacle which and i i got all the thrill of musical theater from watching this with some laugh out loud funny moments and some great character acting meryl streep's phenomenal always nicole kidman like you said earlier having the time of her life literally having the time of life barely Um, doing anything but it's it's glitzy it's funny it the the, the choreography is amazing and the songs are like every song you've ever heard in every musical ever. But who cares? I, I really did enjoy it and I look forward to going back to watching the rest. Yes. So we say watch it and uh, well, we've, we've kind of put it to bed now, haven't we? Yes. Anyway, uh, more new music now. Taylor Swift released another album what? this How week. How she's done this? It's in... called Evermore. It's her third album in 16 months. For goodness sake. Um, this is a collaboration with Haim. Um, it's quite a fun song, this. It's called Nobody, No Crime. Wheelie's bottomless brunch. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Christmas time. With Rob and the GDC. Our in-house vocal harmony group Pentatonics <laughs> with another Christmas mashup, Winter Wonderland. Don't worry, be happy. You love them, don't you? I really, really do love them. They've done so many Christmas songs, but I love a mashup as well. Oh, the jury's out for me. Um, oh. Anyway, <laughs> okay. if you want to join our Winter Wonderland next week, we're having a Christmas special of Bottomless Brunch, and we want your Christmas requests. You can get in touch on Twitter at Queerly Radio or on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Queerly Radio. But the most exciting thing is you can leave us a message. It's a bit like a voicemail. You go to hello.queerlyradio.com, say... Hello, it's Nigel. Um, I'm having a lovely festive time. I'd like to hear the crystals and Santa Claus is coming to town, please, or something similar. Uh, and we'll play your message and play the song maybe next week. Brilliant. Love um, that. Good morning to Laurie. Laurie's sent us a message. He's listening to the show uh, whilst playing with his new PlayStation. Oh, fancy. Fancy. Love it. Morning, Laurie. Um, another one of my neighbours has tuned in this morning. I'm thrilled. Word has spread. <laughs> Someone got it on a loudspeaker. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Outside the building. Blasting out the windows. Everyone hates me. Morning, uh, everyone. And morning to Nadine. Thanks for listening this morning, Nadine. That's very nice of you. Yeah, good morning, Nadine. Um, the GDC's random news is on the way. Next, after more new music, this is from Georgia, whose album Seeking Thrills was one of my favourites this year. A special edition has been released and it includes Ooh. this cover of Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill. Queerly's bottomless brunch. Keep the change, you filthy animal. With Rob and the GDC. Go west on Queerly's bottomless brunch with We Close Our Eyes. I like that song. I do too. Yeah, good choice. I think it's not the one you chose. It's not, but you know what? I'm embracing that. It does say on my list, the king of wishful thinking, Yeah, which in itself was wishful thinking. I didn't have the song. (laughs) I see what you did there. Um, Time now for the GDC's random news. Indeed. This is random, uh, as ever. I want you to spare a thought for Paul Nardia from Sutherlandshire in Australia. Sutherlandshire. Yes, which I believe is not a made-up place. Sounds like it. (laughs) Could be, could be. So, Paul Nardia hired a group of tradesmen to do some work at her house and she she was so appalled by their actions that she wrote them a note but not just that she took a picture of it and posted it on facebook Uh oh public shaming public shaming she was disgusted and all i'm gonna do is just read you the note here it goes i'm not gonna do the accent please do dear tradesmen (laughs) you asked for it 
The toilets in this house are not rightfully yours to use. We are paying for an outdoor toilet for your use. Not only did you take the virginity of our toilets, <laughs> but you disrespectfully ignored the seal sign, ripped the tape, and continued to use it. Oh, dear. Did you like my accent? It's, yeah, it's quite Danny Minogue. It is, I know. Uh, this is the second time I am cleaning your beep from this toilet. This is a criminal act. Please don't do it again, Nadia. Well, she's not happy about where they've whittled, is she? And the rest. I just find it hysterical. Like, she's so appalled and outraged that she wrote them a note, stuck it on brand new toilet. But also, that's not enough. <laughs> I need to put this on Facebook immediately. Shame. Um, what was the outcome? Uh, I don't know the outcome. But presumably her note has gone viral. Oh, yeah, it's gone. Uh, uh, people, <laughs> One person asked... Using a toilet and leaving it in the state you found it, isn't that just basic decency? Well, I mean, yes. a, another... Why doesn't anyone know how to flush the toilet after they've had a beep? I mean, anyway, that's my random news today. Poor Very Nadia. random. I hope Nadia's bog is clean now. Me too. Um, I shall worry about it for all of Christmas, if not. <laughs> uh, no, right. We're nearly on our way out of here. We've got one more Christmas cracker for you yeah. from Mr. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder, what Christmas means to me, bringing us to the end of today's show. Yes. Um, we're back next week with our final show of 2020. Isn't that bonkers? Bonkers. The final one of 2020. What a year it's been. Well, we've been gradually ramping up the festive fun, haven't we, for the for the last two weeks? I'd say this morning was quite festive. Oh, I do too. Might be my limit on festiveness, actually, but we'll see. We'll test it. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> we're going all out next week. We want you listeners... To tell us your requests. So all you need to do is go to hello.queerlyradio.com. That's hello.queerlyradio.com. And you can leave us a voice message. We want you to tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and what Christmas banger you would like to hear on next week's festive show. Uh, we can't wait. We're going to have a little Christmas party here in the studio. Yeah. I think we should crack open a bottle of something. Totally. We've talked about it. Every week yep. that we've done this show. And I think if there's one time to do it, it's got to be Christmas. Absolutely. Totally down with that. Um, don't forget, if you've missed any of today's show or thought it was so exceptional, you'd like to hear it all again, mm. you can listen in full on Spotify, usually from about tomorrow mid-morning. Um, and also there's the podcast, Brunchcast, just us talking, no songs. But um, you can get that wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, which you'll which know about. You're well into your podcast. Oh, I love my podcast. Um, and don't forget Queerly Loves, of course. You oh, can sign and up for Queerly the Loves, our weekly newsletter with all our recommendations. Um, we won't put the full transcript of our discussion about the prom in. Might crash your computer. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, we're back next week with our big Christmas special. We hope you'll join us next Sunday from 10 o'clock on Queerly Radio. Bye. Willie's Bottomless Brunch Kevin! With Rob and the GDC